Hi, this is Jan Miyazaki, the host of the Wednesday 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you for tuning into WORT. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a donation at wortfm.org slash donate. Just about 11 minutes after 8 and joining me is Lisa Johnson. Lisa Johnson is Horticulture Outreach Specialist at Dane County Extension. And I wanted to talk with her this morning about um, you know, winter activities for gardeners. And um, she said, well, we can talk about winter house plant care and winter pruning, forest bulbs, de-icing salts, and um, other and more. And also I wanted to find out about the 2024 educational program schedule. And Lisa just things I can do other than staring up my window, my window at my garden until spring. Um, so it's great to have you here um, at WORT, Lisa. Lisa, you're our unofficial um, horticultural uh, uh, horticulturist here. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, it was um, Dave, our engineer, said we need to do something that is more upbeat because it's been a pretty. Um, I don't know, depressing time. Um, so great yeah. to have you on. So what can what what are some things that we can be doing during the winter time? So uh, right around the holidays, some nice holiday plants are available, such as poinsettias and amaryllis. Um, you can get forced bulbs as well. Um, a lot of the garden centers will sell bulbs that have been pre-cooled, and all you have to do is plant them. Um, and then, you know, you can get tulips or daffodils or hyacinths, which smell wonderful, uh, to have in your home. Most of those things are best if they're not in really high-temperature areas. Uh, so having them in bright light uh, but not really hot will keep them going for longer. And then with the bulbs, um, once the flowers are done, you can kind of grow them as a house plant until you can put them outside in spring. Now with the amaryllis, those are the ones that it's a big like five-inch bulb and it produces usually anywhere from four to eight uh, really huge flowers that are spectacular on either one or two stems. Um, those are pretty easy to grow as well. Um, they usually will start flowering, oh, any time between um, December and uh, some of them as late as February. Uh, and those you can also treat as a house plant. You can put them outside for summer. And if you do that, I would put them in uh, partial shade, not uh, full sun. Um, ideally, morning sun would be a good idea for those. And they will just grow as these big strappy leaves over the summer, and then they'll start to die back. Usually around uh, September, you want to make sure that they don't freeze if we get an early mm -hmm. frost. Um, but you bring them back in, and once the leaves have started to die, you cut the leaves off. You put it somewhere um, where it doesn't get a lot of light, like a, a basement, and you check it every you know couple of weeks to make sure it's not totally drying out. Um, but you kind of keep it dormant. Um, usually until 
it might be like November or it might be October when it starts producing leaves again. Uh, and then you bring it out into the light and you treat it as a houseplant. Wow. The wow, that's great. The the um, forced bulbing. Can you do that progressively? Um, get the number of bulbs, wait, and over time put them in water, and then you will have them sort of flowering continuously. Yeah, or yeah, you can do that to a degree. Absolutely. So they you know. so so they 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 kind of have a have a season, but if you do it carefully, and then and that and keep them kind of in the dark put them in water, maybe space them out every couple of weeks, they should last? Yeah. Now, I I wouldn't say that you can keep them forever because uh, they are kind of programmed to, to start growing. So yeah. um, you probably can't hold them for for weeks. But, you know, if you had... If you wanted to have one blooming a little bit later than another one, you could uh, start watering it or suspend it above water, depending on how you're planning on doing it, or even put it in a pot, you know, a week later or something like that. But you probably won't be able to hold them for a whole month. And then do the, can those be stored again after they bloom? Um, you can either... Uh, Treat them as a house plant, and then you know wait until they start to die back, and then kind of keep them dormant, you know, barely moist over the over the summer. And then you know what you'd have to do to get them to bloom again in fall, though, is you'd have to go through this routine where you uh, give them a certain amount of cooling. It usually takes about 13 weeks um, in. Uh, temperatures that are typically going to be a little above freezing, like, you know, 35 uh, or so. So a refrigerator is often good for those. So you'd, you'd have to do that to get it to rebloom because they do need a cold period. But if you're going to plant them outside, they will, of course, get that cold period on their own. Now, moving to just a regular house plant care doing, during the winter, the it gets dry that's right the, the 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 challenge right yeah it um the uh relative humidity inside your home during the winter when we've got the heater on is is something like 10 percent or <laughs> it's it's really low mm -hmm. and a lot of these house plants are tropical in nature so they're used to a, a more humid environment um some people recommend spritzing them with, um, you know, water. If you did that, I would use distilled because our water is so hard that otherwise you'll get, um, you know, calcium spots on yes. the leaves. And I wouldn't do it for plants that have fuzzy leaves like African violets. But uh, typically it the problem is with that that it doesn't last very long. You'd probably be better using a pebble tray underneath um, the plant pot. So a pebble tray is um, a flat saucer that has, uh, you could put decorative um, pebbles in it or marbles or those big glass globs you can get at uh, craft stores, and then you put water. And so the plant isn't actually sitting in mm -hmm. water. It's 
it's sitting on top of the rocks which are in water. And then as that water evaporates, that helps to create a more humid microclimate. Yes. So that's, that is one thing you can do. And that's like when you just run your plant under the faucet um, once a week and let it drain and then put it on the pebbles. Um, you can do it that way. Um, so are, are you meaning like when you water it, you let the water run out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, usually they, just because of you can get, you know, algae and stuff growing in there. It's probably better to uh, just fill it with water from the sink rather than letting it run through the um, the oh. plant. Um, but that that is actually the way that you should ideally water a plant is until it runs through the bottom and you let it drain out and then put it um, put it back in the the saucer. Um, but you. When you're watering plants, ideally you want to kind of water by weight, which means that now, unless, of course, it's a big plant that you can't Mm -hmm. lift up, but if it's in a smaller pot, you can kind of train yourself to feel what it feels like when it's dry as opposed to when it's wet because you can't always use the top of the soil as a good measure of when it's dry because of our heating systems, the top is going to dry out pretty fast, and it might actually be pretty wet down below. So watering by weight is better, or you can buy one of those inexpensive uh, water meters. Uh, If you're somebody who tends to overwater your plants, those can be really great. Um, Wonderful stocking stuffer for the uh, um, horticulturist uh, that uh, is in the family, if you're looking for something like that. Uh, And you use that to, uh, it has a little gauge on it, and it'll tell you whether the soil is uh, wet and doesn't need water or whether it does. Yes, I've learned that one the hard way. You keep watering it because you think it's dry, and then it dies because it was Uh, too wet, too got root rot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So now, when you um, you you sent me, you, you used the term um, when we were planning this winter pruning. Are you talking about house indoor or outdoor? I'm talking about outdoor. Okay. Yeah, there are uh, quite a few trees and shrubs that should be um, only pruned during the dormant season, and uh, oaks are, for example. Um, one of those um, fruit trees and a lot of our a lot of our shrubs. Um, so I usually have a pruning workshop here at the teaching garden a um, couple times in March, and we have a lecture inside so that you know what techniques to use, and then we go outside and actually practice those. So I like to do my pruning in March. Um, Sometimes during January and February, it's so cold outside that if you make cuts, you can get um, some damage to the the woody plants. So I like to wait until March when it's a little warmer and there's a little less snow uh, because I don't like waiting through the snow to do (laughs) my pruning if I can help it. I love love pruning because the plants are so responsive. It makes it, I'll, I'll be saying, oh, God, the plant's so happy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It really can help to um, encourage uh, proper growth. Um, some plants, like uh, red twig dogwood, the newer growth is a lot brighter and um, 
you know, nicer colored and less prone to disease. So uh, keeping those pruned out is, is really helpful for the health of the plant. So, but, so right now, though, you could, but it's, it's really, is it, is it just a bad idea because it's uncomfortable and cold, or you just don't plant, uh, prune this at this point? forward. I would not prune right now because it's possible that the trees and shrubs are not fully dormant because we've had um, temperatures that are in the 40s. So I would uh, I would wait with that. And for things like um, oaks in particular, oaks and elms, um, we only prune during the dormant season uh, because the insects that carry uh, oak wilt and um, Dutch elm disease are active as soon as the temperature hits 50. So um, that can happen, um, and <laughs> you want to try and avoid that. So with those, I would probably wait until, um, oh, mid to end of February for pruning. Now, staying outside, can you talk about the impact? Do we need to be real careful with how we de-ice our yes, driveways that's, and spots? That's very true. Um, we have a big problem with uh, salt overuse. Uh, if you and actually, Madison uh, passed a new ordinance where, after a snow, if you've put down a lot of salt and there's extra salt, you know, in piles on the sidewalk, that needs to be removed now uh, by ordinance because we're getting that salt in our uh, drinking water. There are some areas uh, of the city where we really have a, a problem with um, that salt level. And the amount of salt that goes into the lakes is really quite appalling uh, if you take a look at that. Now, of course, everybody wants to be, you know, safe when we're walking outside during winter. And I must admit, my house faces north and um, the sidewalk is shaded, so it does not, <laughs> it does not melt. Uh, so I do use a little bit, but um, I'm very careful with what I use, and I'm not using it um, in areas where hopefully it'll, you know, not make a whole lot of difference in terms of the plants. But yeah, you can use, um, we do actually have a nice publication by uh, Dr. Laura Jell about um, using salt that's at the, the learning store. I, I think probably you can find it easily. I'll have to see if I can do a search here and see if I can just put in gel and salt and no, I guess you will have to go to the learning store, but uh, there is a nice publication there that talks about which species are more prone to salt damage and which ones are more tolerant. Now that you use like calcium chloride, that's better than um, salt, and mm -hmm. there are some other products as well. Now, some of you, you have some of your twenty twenty four programming posted and up that folks can register for. Um, what do we want to let folks know about? I know there's the plant diagnostics coming up. Um, yeah, there's a uh, plant, um, well, uh, we call it plant diagnostics, but uh, that Q&A should be um, starting on, uh, it's Mondays once a month. I'm not sure when it starts in January. I think it's the 
um, the 22nd, and it's called uh, Ask the Experts, and we'll be answering um, questions over Zoom, and so you can sign up to do that. Um, currently, that's being advertised through the Plant Diagnostics Clinic. So you can uh, you can look for that, or you can contact me, and I can tell you how to uh, how to sign up for that. Um, I'm also uh, scheduling my um, pruning workshops that I mentioned. I have one on March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd, and I will have another one on Saturday, March 23rd here at the office. Now I haven't gotten the um, publicity up yet, but that is on my docket for this week. So if you take a look later this week or next week, um, there probably will be information on how to sign up for one of those. And I will be getting up the publicity for uh, the winter um, series on vegetable gardening, which is also online on Thursday evenings. And that will start... Uh, January 18th, and it goes through, I believe, the second week in March. Let's see, 14th. Yep, the 21st of March. And are these all virtual? Um, no, not the pruning workshop because uh, you they hands have on. the hands-on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, last year we had, unfortunately, a snowstorm. So I did at the last minute make it into um, a hybrid event, and I had some hardy folks show up at the office, and we did wait out in the snow um, for the hands-on portion. But other folks that had signed up were able to participate through the lecture part. But usually I prefer to do that in person because it's just a lot, <laughs> a lot easier. And obviously, if you want the hands-on, you do need to be there. So Lisa Johnson is Horticulture Outreach Specialist at Dane County Extension. Lisa, for folks who want to uh, look at the event calendar and register and mark their calendars now, just what's the website? Um, the website is the Dane County Extension um, website, and um, you can find that pretty easily by just uh, putting in your search um, search browser, Dane County Extension. And when it comes up, there's a horticulture tab, and you click on that, and it has all the classes. Lisa, it's just great to talk with you this morning, even when you're looking ahead to March. I, that was just, um, um, just made me look forward to that um, time of the year. Um, Lisa Johnson is Horticulture Outreach Specialist at Dane County Extension. And um, Lisa, around here, you're known as Wart's um, unofficial horticulturist. So um, <laughs> official, we're just going to say official. So thank you so much for talking with me this morning. All right. Thank you. Yep.